Welcome to the Words of Wisdom podcast. This is the place to be to raise the consciousness within in order to create a life and business of ease, flow, and freedom. This podcast offers inspiring stories, strategies, and special guests to help you become your most aligned self. I am Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer, turned ICF accredited spiritual life coach, founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching, and Star Seed Academy Coach Training. My soul's mission is to show you the impossible is truly possible. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Let's get to awakening your soul's wisdom. episode of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and I have a special guest with us today. Roz Kincaid is an intuitive, a healer, and the owner of Soul Healing with Roz in Manassas, Virginia, USA. Her formal training as a Reiki master teacher, psychic medium, and a certified spiritual life coach, along with her natural gifts, enables her to support her clients as they work to embody the highest expressions of themselves. Yes, she does do that. Understanding the lessons from our experiences and using that wisdom to step into our power is essential in creating positive and lasting change. Roz is dedicated to supporting people as they navigate the process of healing and transformation in this faith work and faith walk called life. Her passion for empowering people to take ownership of their happiness, freedom, and abundance is what motivates her to enlighten others on ways to heal and evolve in a higher level of consciousness along their soul's journey. She brings a down-to-earth vibe and an authentic voice to the world while expressing messages of love, acceptance, empowerment, and healing, all in the vein of keeping it real. (laughs) She so does. She makes me laugh all the time. Roz is here to guide you in your emotional and spiritual journey and to sound the alarm bell to level up. Let's level up today. Hi, Roz. Thanks for being here. Hi, Minerva. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. And I and, and when I do these, I, I don't like to call them interviews. I like to call them conversations because one, it makes me feel relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, that's what it is. It's, it's an exchange. It's a conversation. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to uh, to be on your show and to speak with you today. Yeah, thank you. And that's totally like our vibe all the time. It's like a conversation, but it's always been empowering, even for me, every time we chat in any way we've engaged. So I'm excited for everyone to learn about you and to experience your energy and your light today. So let's jump to it. I would love to know what are some of the biggest lessons you've experienced that led you to where you are today? Oh, man. Great question because there's a lot of them. Let's hear it. I just hit hit a few of the highlights, but the most important for me is for me to not so much relax, but to understand that I don't have to do anything all the time. Like I have a a natural masculine energy anyway, because for those of you that are into astrology, I'm a fire sign. And I'm an earth sign too. So I have a lot of masculine energy. So for me to lean into my feminine energy, it takes work for me, especially when you, you know, I'm going on four decades of conditioning of saying, you know, you have to work hard, play hard, do more, be more to achieve. And for me, the biggest lesson over these last, since actually since my spiritual journey started is to allow 
allow and be in flow and that you don't have to force feed everything or push balls to the wall all the time to get or to prove your worth or to show that you're worthy like you you are that just by being <laughs> just just because of who you are just because of the way you are you don't have to force everything um may I pause you there because you've said some delicious things there that I think a lot of our listeners will resonate with that working hard like being in that masculine drive and it's hard to lean into that feminine, even though we are females, everyone has male and female energy, but sometimes we sit in one of the seats over the other. So I think this would be very useful for our listeners is how do you lean into the feminine more? What are some tips you have around that? You know what, for me, <laughs> sleep. Yes, that's a good I one. Did, like I used to feel guilty about taking naps, you know, sleeping in. And my mama, God love her, she used to be on my back a lot when I was in school about, you need to wake up, you need to get up, you need to clean up, you need to do, do, do. And I'm like, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. And now that I know more about myself, like, I'm supposed to burn out. (laughs) It sounds counterproductive, but I am supposed to burn out. I am supposed to run my engine and get and empty it out so that I can replenish and it just takes a lot and I need rest I do I need rest it doesn't matter if I'm sleeping in the bed until noon on a Saturday which doesn't happen anymore or if I'm just clearing out my calendar and doing things that I want to do maybe it's sitting on the couch catching up on my shows or maybe it's going for a drive or walking through the forest whatever it is but rest rest is how that happens for me <laughs> and and it's and it's basically because I'm I'm a natural athlete I've played sports pretty much all my life for me that's a timeout mm-hmm. I, that for me that looks like a timeout where you you back off you don't take calls you don't check emails you know sometimes you go off by yourself you tell the husband hey I need you to uh, handle the house right now while I replenish and rest Yes. Or you tell people no. And it was hard for me to do that at first. Um, just to tell people no or back out of stuff at the, you know, sometimes at the last minute, because I didn't want to look like a flake. Yeah. But when I didn't do that, it caused me to lean in more and to be burnt out even more. And and I'm just what a couple of weeks out of a little bit of a hiatus of my rest period. And I was sharing with um somebody else that I feel like I'm in homeostasis where a body at rest wants to stay at rest and I was going to judge my I started to judge myself for that and and I thought wait a minute no I have been going and going and going for so long so long I, I would say probably it's going on five years yeah because I had because I felt like I had to work hard to have my baby I had to work hard to learn how to be her mother work hard how to learn how to be a wife and a mother and take care of the house and work and this and 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 then the moment came where it's like no I'm not doing anything I don't I don't want to do anything and when I got in that rest period my body wanted to stay in that rest period and I'm like I feel like I should be doing something like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah. You, don't, you don't have to go all the time. And, and even for the men listening, y'all too, men, y'all need to rest. Oh, for sure. 
We all yeah. need to rest because that is like exactly, it's not even just a physical thing, but an emotional, mental, spiritual thing. And when you, and you, like we said, like men and female, like male and female have massive feminine energies. And when you're in that rest period, it's a rejuvenation, it's feeling, it's nurturing, it's tapping into flow and intuition. And I think more of you know that spiritual aspect of who we are because we're spiritual beings on a human experience mm -hmm. and so there's just so much you know in our society we are conditioned to work harder work more it's not enough sleep when you die and those are so toxic in the messaging that is ingrained in our minds and as you shared like what ha you kind of alluded to this it's like what happens when you don't rest mm. What happens for me when I don't rest is my mood shifts drastically. It very agitated. Um, that fire in me that I was telling you about, it starts to become a blaze. And um, it's not good. It's, I, I become a person that I, that I don't like. And I'm snappy and, you know, things fall through the cracks. I, I feel like that I get very angry and resentful when I'm not well rested or I haven't taken enough rest, um, I start to, I start to do this thing where I'm blaming people. <laughs> yeah. like, you did this to me or you're making me do this thing. And it's like, girl, no, you, you signed up for this. Yeah. And then I, then I start to be even more critical towards myself and talk down to myself and like, I'm stupid. I shouldn't did this. I, I you know, all, all the bad things. <laughs> My ego likes to, the stories it likes to tell me. And I'll also feel it physically. I'll have the tension in my neck. Um, my digestive system will act up for me. Um, my back, my lower back, which if, if you follow the chakra system, the lower back is, is where the sacral system is. Like it, it is definitely burnt out. And, and I relate this also to human design as well, because I'm a generator. My sacral center is my motor. And no wonder I'm feeling it in my back because it is running on fumes. Like I can, in my mind, I see it as smoke coming up from under the, under the, the tires. Yeah. And I, and it makes sense to me that my back always hurts when I'm overdoing it or overworking it because that energy is spinning and spinning and spinning and it's not having a chance to rejuvenate, to regenerate, to rest. Yes. And what happens is that that energy kind of flows up and out through my body and it manifests, as I said, as a bad attitude, mood swings, um, it affects my sex drive, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And these are just the repercussions, right? Like so we talk about the anger, we talk about the lashing out, but that's just the response to something deeper that mm -hmm. we're not filling within ourselves. We're not meeting our own needs. I mean, it is easy to be like, you know, hubby, you're not listening, you're not helping, or this person said this and this person to put it outward, but really it's, there's something inward that is not being met and satisfied and that the pain in the back, the reactions to other people, what's happening on the outside is actually a response to what's going on internally. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like the body is the first sounding of the alarm, but it's also the last thing to start to show up as well like things could be moving in your energy and your body will finally have its feel of that energy and then it will start to 
I guess, show up, manifest. Things will start to manifest at the last minute. And, and listen, by the time it shows up in your body, I'm not saying it's too late, but it's too late. <laughs> well, you're right. Like it's it's true. Like there's stuff that's happening in the unseen, underlying part of us, you know, subconscious, before it actually rises and shows up in the physical. And you're right. It's not the physical that's the problem. That's actually just what's the word, the symptom to the yes. problem. Yeah. Beautiful. What what's also coming up is that ancestrally and culturally, yes. um, talk about that as a, as a, as a woman of color in, in our culture and in my family, I'm, I'm going to bring it even closer in my family. I've been taught that you need, you, you got to have a job. You got to work. Can't depend on a man wow. <laughs> and, and you have to go out there and do and do and do. And I've seen this with other women in my family where, we're all workaholics. You know, my, my sister, I, I love her dearly. And I, I'm always on her back about, you have got to stop working at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and get some rest. In our culture, in our society, yeah. in our family patterns. It's so true. And it's, it reminds me, as you were talking about that, it's like that statement of this word hard work like I really don't like that word of hard work and people say think that when we say you don't have to work hard that means being lazy it's actually smart work because when you think about it like there I just remember seeing this image on Instagram of this woman on a bike with kids um I think it's somewhere in Africa and she has like these uh packages on her head and like one kid hanging on her front and back sitting back and she's working right Work doesn't necessarily mean success or wealth or health, right? Like overworking yourself. So that to me, and like there's janitors, there's nurses, there's people who work to the bone, but are they wealthy in finances is the first thing people think, but also in health, in satisfaction, in the emotional well-being, right? So that's why it is an old toxic message. And I love that you bring this up because I see this all the time that it's an old toxic message that's been passed on for generations and societies and our culture. And I see this in so many different cultures, even in my uh, family circle and our culture um, of like practicality, right? And working hard, have the nine to five, the security, work hard. It, and um, it doesn't equal success. It doesn't equal happiness. It doesn't always equal health. Um, so I'm just so glad you brought that up. And I think, and I, knowing you, this is the work and even anyone who's listening to this and if this is resonating, it's because we are the ones being called to break this pattern, mm -hmm. to break this generational pattern. And it's not always easy. It's not smooth. It ain't easy, mm -hmm. but this is important work for our daughters, for our children, for their children and children and so on and so forth. But it, the, we got to stop it somewhere. And I think, this is where, if there's that part of you that recognizes this is not working for me, like this nine to five job is supposed to bring me security and happiness. And why isn't it? It's because there's something greater. There's a greater knowing in you that there's something more. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think about, um, there've been several examples. And, and for those that don't know, I, I'm all of the things that you mentioned in my bio, but I also work a nine to five too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So there's that. So in, in me working full-time in IT, where the, the demands are high, um, they want you to do more with less. I've seen and heard several stories of my coworkers 
who have had to take FMLA or they have had a heart attack because they've been working 12, 14 straight hours just to push software changes out or just to make sure, you know, things are in place so that things can keep running 24 seven so that we can meet some quota. And it's just not healthy. And, and you're right, it has to stop somewhere. It has to it has to stop somewhere because all of that overworking leads to other mindsets and, and belief systems that not only do I have to overwork, but I have to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I can't get anything wrong. Yeah. And I see that in my daughter who um she she likes to she knows she's driven, she's ambitious and she wants to win at everything. And and when she doesn't get it right the first time. Oh, the frustration and I feel for her and I'm like baby it doesn't you don't have to get it right the first time you're up girl you're four yeah. you got a long way to go but it is on us and if and if you listener are doing the work the self-healing work if you're in therapy whatever it is you're doing to to take care of yourself you're not only doing it for yourself you're you're doing it for and not to put any pressure on anybody but you're doing it for the generation in front of you and you're also bringing healing to the generation behind you because they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the, the they had wisdom, but they didn't have the wisdom that we have. They didn't have the evolution of the wisdom that we have now. So you're healing all sides, even yourself. Yes. And again, don't let that put any pressure on you, but just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no, exactly. Because exactly like you said, unconsciously rubs off on our children and people around us. And then, but it's not, it's also not perfection. Like it's not a one night over like a one-time task. It's a lifelong learning and undoing and unlearning of what we've been taught and, and reconditioning for future generations to higher consciousness. So actually that brings me to my next question is what does higher, higher consciousness look like to you and mean to you? You know, for me, higher consciousness is about perspective. It's about seeing things not from just a low level, low vib- vibratory place, but being able to open up your understanding. And before being able to open up your understanding, it's being willing to see things from a different side. It's like seeing consciousness as a cube, right? And so if I'm sitting in front of the cube, I'm only seeing that one side, that 2D side. The, the top, bottom, sides, and middle. Mm-hmm. But if I take make the effort to get up, to walk around, go around the back, look up under the bottom, look to the left, look to the right, I'm going to see that this cube has a different color on this side, a different shape on this side, depth on this side, the top kind of looks a little different, the bottom, oh, here's a nice little surprise up under the bottom. That's how I see consciousness as a cube that if you get up and do some work and move around and shift and be willing to change, you will see that there are other ways to look at life, other ways to look at, to relate to other people. And it's almost like, it's a gift. It's like a, the cube is a present. (laughs) The cube is a gift. (laughs) And in order to open up that gift, you got to get up. You got to put your hands on it. You got to move around. You got to, you know, dig into it. You got to, you got to dig right into it. You got to untie the bow. And that's how I see consciousness is, it's not just, 
oh, I'm thinking of a higher level. I'm up here with the aliens. And there's nothing wrong with people who can, <laughs> can connect with those beings. Right. I'm not knocking those nobody are- that can do that because they. I'm totally fascinated by that. But in order for you to reach another level of thinking, another level of seeing the world in a different way, it's going to take some level of effort. And you're going to have to go up on the mountaintop and, and look down. You have to sit. Sometimes you have to sit high and look low mm-hmm. without judgment, without mm-hmm. criticism, because you have to remember that the, the valley that you just came from to get up on that mountain, you, you were in that valley. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's being at a higher level, a higher view of life without the judgment, with the compassion. Yeah. That's the best way that I can explain it for me. I love it. I love the the analogy there because when you're in the box, when you're in the cube, you don't see it until you step out of it and look around and under above and exactly that looking at it without judgment for yourself and others, you, you hit mm-hmm. it on the head. Like that is true consciousness. Because when I think of higher consciousness, I think about seeing it through the eyes of source, of God, of higher power, whatever you call it. And when you view it from the eyes of God and of source, there's no judgment. It, it mm-hmm. everything is one. We all are one, and all is love. And there's no right or wrong, good or bad. It just is, and there's no judgment in that. And it, when you, to me, if you hit that level. There's such a peace. There's so many things within that. There's just so much, there's peace. There's this groundedness. There's this knowing. Um, so I'm kind of going off track here. I just kind of, I know that feeling and it just oh, feels dude. good in there. So for you, give me an example or how do you get to that place of higher consciousness? Or do you have an example of when you've like hit that moment? You're like, Ooh, I see this from a higher plane now. You know what? Um, for me, it's meditation. Yes, it's meditation, and I'm not talking about sitting in hours and hours of meditation because one, I just can't do that. That's not how I'm built. Yeah. But when I say meditation, I'm talking about having my nice little music on, sitting in my room where I'm comfortable, and I might be sitting up in bed meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's being still. Is getting still, is practicing how to let the thoughts kind of pass by your mind as if they're clouds in the sky or they're, they're images on a marquee on a screen and being patient with that movement of thought <clears throat> until there is space, right? And once I get in that still moment where I'm just in nothing but space. I allow myself, I ask God, spirit guides, everybody really, because I need all the support. <laughs> and I ask them to, you know, come around me, make your presence known to me. Let me feel you. And immediately it's as if somebody has shined a light in the room and I can see the light kind of coming through my closed eyes and I, and I feel safe in that. I innately feel safe in that. And, and I allow that energy, that presence to just speak to me. And I'm not going up to God asking for a bunch of stuff. That ain't the time for me to go with my list and say, I need, I want, I need. And there's nothing wrong with making a petition and, and asking the Lord for what you want. But there are going to be some moments where you're just going to need to receive. 
Mm-hmm. And I let myself do that because it's a respite for me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, I don't want to call it a little vacation, but it's a little, it's that time out for me. Sometimes I do it in the middle of the day. Sometimes I do it in the morning. I never do it at night because night times are high energy for me because it's my toddler. But I, I allow myself to sit in those meditative, and I'm using air quotes, meditative moments or those still moments. And I allow whatever visions come to me. I let, allow whatever voices come to me. Now, for those who are concerned about low level energy getting in and all that stuff, I, 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 I know that I'm protected. Yes. And, and I ask for protection <laughs> and I'll create a safe space for myself. And I, and I have faith in that. So I'm not really, de- and if I do see, see, or experience anything that looks scary, I know that I can, I've been taught to pull my energy back, to pull my vision back into a safe space. I pull myself back into that light. Mm. And so when I come out of that, because I've had such a a high frequency experience just in that moment it carries through when I've come out back into the present moment and along my day um I will see signs and hear things or see synchronicities whether it's in nature numbers songs words somebody says something on the tv however spirit can get my attention and they know how to get my attention because they like to use things that I relate to and that I'm going to pay attention to and it will confirm things that I've gotten in my meditative state things that you and I have talked about things that my friend and I have talked about and and it's almost like when those moments happen it's a bump in consciousness it's, it's like the evidence of everything that I've been shown seen or I felt or just a little idea that kind of drops into my open head then it says <laughs> you were right you know this is exactly what we're talking about so it's not like I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like huh, I'm, I'm conscious I'm fully conscious no it happens over time and and the more that I allow myself to have those pockets of time to be at rest, to be at peace, to be still, that's the time when spirit can catch me and can download to me the things that I need to know, the answers that I that I want, that I need. And then they carry it through in my awake time. Yeah. And and, and confirm everything. And that kind of like bumps my consciousness, my knowing, my awareness in my experience up to another level where it kind of helps change the lens of my eyes of what I'm seeing and what's being reflected back to me. And they, and it's, and it's almost every day is a teaching as I move through my day. It's like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, you know, always be reading a book. Like spirit just doesn't work with me like that all the time where I can sit down and read a whole chapter of a book. It's experience for me. They, I feel like, the way that they capture me and the way that they expand my consciousness is they have to they have to set up a scenario for me to experience because an experience is going to hold um hold longer for me and anchor in me more than it will me listening to a podcast me reading a book i need to and if i do do those things there's an experience coming behind that mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> Yeah, ooh, so good. I just love all of this. And I'm, you and I get it. And people who are spiritually already there get it. 
Um, and no judgment to that, but could you talk a little bit on why is it important to have the spiritual connection to God, to source, to your spirit guides? What importance is that to our lives as humans? Well, I think it begins with the understanding or, or the premise that we are spirit ourselves. We are, and, and I like to use what you say, we are pinched off pieces of source. If God were to take himself and shatter himself on a rock on earth, it would be, we would all be the shattered shards of God. (laughs) And so in, in order, and it's so important to have that connection, to have that, that understanding, because we were, we asked to be here, whether, whether y'all know it or not, whether you believe it or not, before you made this incarnation into this body into this lifetime you 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 signed up and said I want to go to earth and I want to learn some things because I want my soul to evolve I want to uh, uh reconcile with the higher self and, it's, and I see it as like a transposition where this self is laying on top or behind of the higher self and it's so important because I feel like there's this greater purpose that that spirit god universe allah whomever has for us because there's something bigger going on in the ethers sometimes and i've never and i've i very rarely share this with people but sometimes i will get glimpses of a war going on between the light and the dark Mm. and that is an example and that translates to what's going on, on in the collective on the earth. It's almost like cooking a stew, and it's cooking so good and it's cooking so long that the aroma <laughs> flows upstairs. And if you're in your room or you're in the bathroom, like oh my god, somebody's cooking bacon. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that, you know, and. I just, I just feel like it's, 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 it's important to be connected because you need direction. You need to understand what your role is in this, not, I don't want to call it a game. I don't want to call it a war, but in this experience, Mm -hmm. because God is kind of bringing everything back to him. Not because he's, you know, he's selfish or he's conceited, but he's God, he's sovereign. Mm-hmm. or whatever your word is for it you know yeah. those of you who are listening he's sovereign and and you have to be the 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 branch has to connect to the to the tree some kind of way you know there's a bigger purpose and we all are part of it even the people who do bad shit yeah everybody serves a purpose because let me tell you something you cannot shine a light where you if you don't know where the darkness is and in order for you to know where the darkness is to be able to shine your light bad shit needs to happen mm. there has to be a trigger you need that con that contrast come on yeah you need that contrast yeah i don't know if i answered the question but no i just i just feel that it's extremely important to have that connection for you for your eyes to be all the way wide open so that you can be able to discern you can be able to have the wisdom on who to connect to how to connect when to connect and how to use your light energy to bring about healing and change 
so that we all can get back home. Yeah. Get back home. I'm not talking about dying and going to heaven. I'm talking about getting back home and reconnecting and plugging in into spirit mm-hmm. and doing whatever it needs to be done to transform and evolve and bring more love about. Mm-hmm. God created this whole situation because he loved first. Mm-hmm. He loved first. So good. So good. Just so many things. Like you are truly a soul healing coach. Like you're, just, you're <laughs> healing me right now. Because it's so true in order to, and this is the misconception with spiritual growth and personal development is it has to be perfect. And the reason I say that is because in order to hit higher consciousness, in order to step into our light, we need to go through the shadows. Um, We go through those challenges and that's the only way. And sometimes when we think, oh, we're going through this hard time, I'm doing something wrong, I'm failing or whatever. What I'm hearing is that ultimately, and one of my favorite things is in order to step into your light is to go through your shadows. And so that's what I'm hearing is like, we need that contrast. And if we were just stuck in the shadow with no light at the end of the tunnel, like, first of all, that's depressing. And Mm -hmm. secondly, I don't believe that's the truth and why we're here. And when we tap into this higher power, this higher consciousness of which we are a part of and which lives within us. To me, we really tap into why we're here, the richness of life. We're here to heal. We're here to love. We're here to change the world. And we can only do that by going through the shadows and really stepping into, yeah, stepping into our light and knowing and allowing that support, the spiritual support that there is because no matter what faith you believe in, I think it all comes down that there's a higher power. There's something involved. It's not even about religion. And that to me, one of my favorite things is like, even as a spiritual coach, I don't know if you have this, but there's moments of like, man, this is hard right now. Like what's going on in the world? What's going on? You know, why God? Like you still get those moments of why. And when there's just moments where I'm like, it's just like quiet in the world. And I would just go outside in the backyard or just look up in the sky And something about the sky, like when you look up for me, when I look up, I'm like, there's something greater here. Like when you think we're just really little ants in this whole galaxy, like how am I placed right here, right now in this time space? Right. So for me, that's my moment of like, oh, there's something here. Even the moments of doubt as a spiritual coach of like, what's really going on here? God, are you you really here? Mm -hmm. Um, That to me, that's like my moment of like spirit reminder. Like, I mean, shows up in different ways but even you know I don't want to protest like as spiritual coaches we have it all figured out and we trust them and believe all the time it is a process but I just think they're what I'm saying is that there's this moments of that I'm in awe and it's unspeakable that there's something greater here whatever you want to name it and this is all part of our path and our growing our evolution absolutely and and I think you you hit on something that was key in that as coaches, we, honey, y'all, I, I, I really want people to get this because I really want people to understand that n- n- none is higher than the other, unless it's God, unless it's God's source spirit, your mm-hmm. name for it. Mm-hmm. As spiritual coaches, y'all, we are real people. Mm-hmm. We go through the same things, experience some of the same things, have some of the same doubts. Faith gets weak, just like you do. 
And because we have a little, these little letters behind our names, we've gone through a little bit of training, work with people who, who are, you know, experts, gurus, that means nothing to spirit because we are humans. We are souls living in a human body, just like everybody else. Anybody can get it. Anybody can do it. There are some who've been picked and chosen and assigned to do this work, but we are living this experience too, which makes us even more effective to help you come, come through the path that we have. There, listen, I, and I'm not trying to diminish anybody's gifting or diminish anybody's calling, but God has no respecter of person. He will give the gift to, to whomever is willing and whoever he wants to. And just because y'all hear me and Minerva sitting up on this microphone and these airwaves talking and we have, you know, have a business or what have you, that does not mean that you are any less than us, that we are any greater than you, that our experiences are, are any greater than you. We have gone through bad things. We go through bad things. We hurt too. It is by the grace of God that we have overcome those things for a reason and that reason is to help is to shine our own light for people who are are coming behind us like everybody's on the level up yeah everybody's on the level up and everybody can't be you know at the same place in the road because that's that's just not how the system works you have to have some people who have elevated and advanced in their life in order to pass that wisdom on yeah i just want people to understand that we are real people we got real lives we got real stuff going on yeah and i I love that you touched on that because um i know we got to work together we get to continue working together and one thing the intention behind starseed academy is to help coaches serve on a higher level, to become a high level coach. And one of the things that come across a lot is coaches, especially new coaches and even experienced coaches feel like they need to have all the answers, have it figured out and be perfect. And to me, that is the biggest lie. That is the biggest um, block. One of the biggest blocks that hold us back from serving because actually what makes us able to serve and heal others is by going through our own deep healing. Like, I really feel like you can't transform lives and heal others if you are not willing to go through that journey in the same way. Um, And to me, that realness and that rawness and going through that is what makes you a better coach. Honestly, I continue with personal development um, in the school that I run. Not only is it training to be a coach, but personal development on a human level so that you can show up higher and serve the world. Like how do you raise the consciousness of the world? You're not willing to raise the consciousness within yourself. Right. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I can't take you, you know, any further than what I've experienced. (laughs) I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't support you in, in your journey. If I haven't journeyed myself, like I can't, teach you and and support you in something that I just heard about yeah and even if you didn't go through it the qualities that you hold that I know of you especially when we believe that this is an evolution we have the answers within ourselves Mm -hmm. that we have all the resources within Mm -hmm. and we have the support 
we don't necessarily have to walk that path, but because we are dedicated to growth, we can help other people grow. Absolutely. So, which leads me to my next question and then we'll wrap up for today. I mean, I could talk to you forever. This is just so, so healing. I would love to have you back anytime you want. <laughs> anytime. Um, but let us know, like, let's talk about the healing and, and the support that you offer your clients. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's evolved. <laughs> it's evolved. I am, um, I am a natural healer. I've come to accept that. And I didn't find my healing until later in life. I, listen, I was almost 40. I was 39 when I found that um, I could heal people with my hands. Um, and then that evolved into um, psychic mediumship where I could connect with loved ones and spirit guides and, and beings on the other side and deliver messages that facilitate healing. Mm -hmm. And then I, th that then evolved into um, spiritual life coaching, which has become <laughs> its own awesome, great thing that I'm just so, ugh, I, I love it. I love what I do. But what I offer my clients is, I've reformatted my business here recently. And what I offer clients is a combination really of coaching and consulting, because I do believe that people have their own answers. I do believe that you know what to do. And, but I also believe that people are afraid and they've been conditioned and they need healing. And so what I, what I offer in my spiritual life coaching program is a six month program. Uh, we do 12 biweekly sessions. Um, it also includes um, six sessions of Reiki energy healing because I am of the belief that you cannot grow until you heal. Mm -hmm. You will only be able to grow to a certain point unless you heal. And so by the grace of God, he has empowered me and gifted me to be able to heal with my energy, with my hands, and also to impress upon me his wisdom, his words to help guide you back to yourself, back to conscious decision-making, back to be consciously becoming more of your higher self. And so when, when people um, come to work with me, you can work with me in one of two ways. You can either apply to be a part of my six-month coaching program, or if you're not quite sure, we can, have, we can have a quick chat. And in that quick chat, in that breakthrough session, it's not just me asking you questions and me taking down notes. I am actually um, offering you and connecting with you and, and your spirit team to give you messages, to give you um, um, higher wisdom, to kind of help you navigate or shine the light actually on the areas that want to be healed. So I kind of packaged it all into one thing mm. where you get healing, you get the messages, you get to hear from, from grandma, grandpa, aunt Susie and uncle Joe and all of them, but you also get to, <laughs> yeah, but you also get to hear, um, spirit giving you compassionate wisdom, compassionate answers. And then if you feel like you want to work on those things, that's where the support comes from. That's where more of that wisdom, more of that intuitive insight and, and powerful questioning comes from so that you can find your own light. Yeah. You can feel empowered to walk your own path while I hold your hand and while I put my hands on your shoulder and be like, no, baby, this way. You might yeah. want to think about this. Think of it this way. And what about this? It's a conversation. It's, it's a lovely dance, I call it, 
but it's also you know how you dance with your man, but y'all talk too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conversing. Yeah. And that and that experience, my hope will leave you with um transformation, complete transformation, or on the way to transformation to where you've dropped all of the conditioning. You've dropped all of the the old belief systems that that keep you stuck and keep you afraid. You have an understanding of what your ego is. You know and see what what your your um your higher self looks like so that you have a point of reference of where you're going to. Mm-hmm. You know, you um you understand how to relate to people. You understand how to have compassion for yourself so that you can emit that and have compassion towards others. There's so much in this in this program that I'm offering people. I'm I'm offering you to return back to yourself. Yes. Love it. Um, Love all the tools and avenues you use to support clients. Um, So tell people how can they get in touch with you if they want to book a one on one. You can get in touch with me. You can email me at hello at roskincade.com. Or you can uh, check my website out at www.roskincade.com. Or you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Healing with Roz. Mm, so beautiful. <laughs> and you have some amazing uh, past radio show interviews as well on your Instagram, which I really enjoy. And yeah, just go follow Roz. Please reach out if anything speaks to you. Um, Roz, before we end for today, I just want to thank you so much for lending your beautiful spirit and your wisdom with us. What are your last words of wisdom? for our clients, for our, our audience. Mm. My last words of wisdom is that you get to create the life that you want. You have everything inside of you already to create a life of joy, a life of peace, abundance. If, if prosperity is what you want, you have it in you because you are part of source and source contains all of those things. You will never be denied the things that you want, but you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work your fingers to the bone, but you have to, you have to work to make the change and you can do it. Yeah. Mm, so good. So good. So good. Thank you so, so much, Roz. And thank you so much to our listeners. And you're probably going to be seeing Roz at Starseed Academy as well. She'll be there too. So we only have a few more weeks before doors close for our first cohort to become a high level certified spiritual coach. Whether you're new, experienced, or an aspiring coach, wherever you are in the journey, um, Roz being as talented and successful as she is, is still upgrading her skills as well. And we have everyone in different paths of life joining this high-level certification course. So check out Starseed Academy Coachtraining.com and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much, Roz, and thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you.